0: Welcome to kinks and beats daily happy monday to you i hope you guys are having a great holiday uh break this week i mean we really get lazy during this week am i right well anyway i'm glad you're here listening um we are kicking off the final week of 2019 And we got some cool stuff lined up for this week and some cool stuff lined up for the future. So I thank you all for downloading and listening. Thank you for the couple of you that um, left new reviews on iTunes. I do appreciate that. We will talk more about those uh, on another podcast. On New Year's Day, Wednesday, we are discussing Waterloo Sunset. And I know that song means a lot to people. So if you'd like to get involved in that episode or any episode, give me a call 925-494-1739 or email me at kinksandbeats at herohabit.com. Today, we are talking about Jukebox Music, which was released February 12th, 1977 on the Kinks Sleepwalker LP, Um, and it was also released as a single June 3rd, 1977, backed with Sleepless Nights in the UK and Life Goes On in the US, Life Goes On maybe my favorite song on this album but we'll talk about that when we talk about that so the more we've done this podcast the more i'm appreciating sleepwalker and i've mentioned it before i'm i was kind of dismissive of this period as a little lightweight you know it's the this is the beginning of the arena rock period and some of it to me used to sound kind of uh I don't want to say... Y- Yacht Rocky is how I've said it before. But it just sounded kind of, you know, very... It was a little polished and all that. Now that I'm older and going back on it and listening to it more critically, um, I'm realizing how much I like this album. And I've always kind of liked it because this is the only one I had an LP for a long time on vinyl. And I don't know where I got it because I've I've had this uh, LP for years, longer than I've been a Kings fan. So I think I was given to it because it was a classic rock album or something and then didn't really pay much attention to it, but it is a good album. This is the second song that we've covered off of um Sleepwalker. We did Stormy Sky a little while ago. And if you want uh on Friday instead of doing the weekly um updates that I've been doing, what I'm going to start doing is uh, on Friday, I'm going to post this new post I've got that's got all the albums separated and all the track listings, and you can go through and see if they're black, we haven't covered it yet. If they're red, we have, and you can click on it and listen to those episodes. So if you're just joining us now, we're 57 episodes in, um, and and that number is growing quickly when we're doing five a week. So you can go to herohabit.com and check out this little uh, chart I've got. And see exactly which songs were covered and and listen to them directly from that page. So I'm looking at it right now because it's just about done. And this is only the second song from Sleepwalker we've done, which is surprising to me because I do really like this album. Rolling Stone magazine called Jukebox Music the best song on this album. And from a musical standpoint, they might be right. I do like Life Goes On a little bit better, I think. Um just as a personal taste, but musically, they might be right on this one. This is a very classic, classic rock song. And to this point, we hadn't gotten a lot of classic, classic rock song. If you would have told me this was the band Free, um, I would have believed you, you know. It, it has a very... Classic, 1970s rock and roll sound. It's beautifully produced. My only complaint about the production is that maybe the drums could have been mixed or recorded a little bit different. The snare seems buried to me in some way. And this song feels like it should have a little bit more bass activity. But listening to it, um, listen to Dalton's John Dalton's bass work on this song. Exceptional bass work. And he doesn't always get the credit he deserves for being such a good bass player, because a lot of times the stuff um, that he plays does not require him to be super flashy. It just requires him to be an anchor. And for a lot of people, that's not enough For, for me as a musician. I want that anchor. If you can give me a solid foundation, I don't care what you're doing underneath it. Right. Because that's, I like playing with a bass player that can be, The foundation of a song and he is always a good foundation but on this one he lets loose a little bit and the way it's mixed uh allows us to hear it a little bit better and uh he does some fantastic bass lines on this uh this was some of his final work with the band he left um before the recording of this album was finished he left the band um, to stay home with his family and get off the road, and um, because he said they, he didn't wasn't making enough money, so this is like a good farewell statement to him. Uh, but it's good stuff. I would listen to that. The guitar work is great. There's some good stuff in there. It's it's a little bit, um, it's basic blues-based guitar rock. You do this thing um, where you play the chord. And then you play a fourth above it as a as a fill, not as an actual chord change. So I'm going A to D there, but I'm never really I'm still I've never really changed from an A chord, right? And you hear it in the blues, right? It's a common thing. Um, you hear it a lot. Uh, Keith Richards has used it. Uh, how's he doing? That whole thing is just um, fourths. And this song kind of opens up with it. Right. Uh, it's, It's great. I love the guitar tone on it. But what's really interesting about this song musically, structurally, is that he's grounding it in the key of A. Every verse starts with A. The chorus starts on A. Uh, the only thing that doesn't is, you know, he has those little bridges. Cause She sings all night of the saddest songs, and she believes the stories are real. Those switch to G. And what's cool about this is he uses uh, one, two, three, three chords through the whole song. Through the whole song. This is literally, when they talk about three-chord rock and roll, this is usually it. Um, he uses A, D, and G, which is not an uncommon progression but it is kind of uncommon the way he's using it because he's he's anchoring the song in A but he's playing chords in the key of D D's 1, G's the 4, A's the 5 he's playing the tonic, subdominant, and dominant in the key of D but he's not anchoring the song in D and the way he's using the G chord is, is almost like a secondary dominant so he's using... using that d chord as a four even though you know in this with these three chords it should be the one he's using it as a cadence point from four to one <laughs> jukebox every day it resolves to that a so this is kind of cool because he's basically playing in the key of d but focusing it on on that a as the tonic. Uh, Because, like, the G should be a G sharp diminished, not a G major, if we were truly in the key of A. So, it's a neat little, for being just a three chord song, it's a cool little uh, twist on it. And, uh, like I said, he does do, he goes to the G chord for the bridge, but he's still just doing G to D. She believes the stories are D. She lets the music D dictate the way she feels. And then there when he, when he gets to she lets the music dictate the way she feels, that a chord feels like it should be a dominant that we go back to to the to the root to the D chord because the bridge is oftentimes on a four. G is the four of D. And then we end on that a chord she the music, oh, the way she feels. Right? It feels like it should go to that D. But he doesn't. He keeps it. It's only music. Only jukebox music. Goes right back to the A. So it's an interesting way to construct a three-chord song. And it kind of surprised me. Um, for, for Ray, who's written some very complicated chord patterns, There's uh, not really a seventh chord in here anywhere. And there's nothing more. I mean, it's literally just three chords. This is not hyperbolic uh, talk on my part. It's just A, D, and G. So that's kind of cool. At 5 minutes and 32, it's technically the longest song on the album, although it's basically a statistical tie with Brother that clocks in at like 528, I think. Um, And they're back-to-back on the CD, but um, uh, jukebox music actually opens side two. Uh, there's some great playing on this song, though. The production, like I said, is beautiful. This is a good one to play loud. It does turn into kind of a jam song. And the topic of the stuff uh, in just about anybody else's hands would be cheesy. It's about a girl who believes everything she hears in her rock and roll music. There's a lady plays her favorite records on the jukebox every day. All day long, she plays the same old songs, and she believes the things that they say. Other ladies like to prance around and flirt and dance the whole night through, but she just sits and listens to uh, jukebox records because that's all that she wants to do. She sings along with all the saddest songs, and she believes the stories are real. She lets the music dictate the way she feels. It's only music, only jukebox music. So the irony, kind of here, is that Ray delivers, even though he's got a commentary here. Although I, I don't know that this is a particularly realistic commentary. I don't think there were a lot of girls sitting around in the mid seventies who were believing that uh, everything they heard on their turntable was real. But it is a commentary. He's he's, he's telling a story. Um. It's only music, it's only jukebox music. Um, every guy will do his best to try to put that music out of her head, forget all the songs, and just dance to the music instead. And he turns in one of the kinks' most danceable songs in, in years. This is a good jukebox song. And next time I'm at a place that's got one of those digital jukeboxes, I might put this one on. Because this is a good one to crank loud, and uh, it's a good dance song jukebox music check it out uh if you go to the spotify playlist that we have you can search for hero habit on spotify or probably kinks and beats but you'll have to uh search past the podcast episodes there is a music playlist where i put all the songs we've talked about are on there and i put them all out on monday so today they're there for you to listen to and you can listen to the whole week's music ahead of time so it's kind of fresh in your ears Or if you've never heard the song we're talking about, you have a chance to listen to it. And then you can always go back to this playlist because it's a playlist that's got a lot of good music on it. But anyway, this is on there. Um, So go ahead and follow the Kinks and Beats playlist on Spotify. There's also a link for it if you visit herohabit.com and go to the podcast page. There is a a link to the, the playlist so you can follow it from there if you can't find it. As always, give me a call, 925 494 1739. Email kinksandbeats at herohabit.com. Visit us at herohabit.com. There's a lot of other kinks and Beatles related material there, as well as a host of other things if you're into sports and pop culture and all that kind of stuff. And then you can follow us at Habit on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I will talk to you tomorrow, New Year's Eve, with uh, George Harrison's song for the new year. All right.